0: the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, family. Happy feast day of our feast, our church feast, our home, St. Joseph Church. Today is the feast of St. Joseph in the Chaldean Church, and we also want to wish all of those who are named after St. Joseph. We even have our seminarian here who is named after St. Joseph, um, all of our family members. um, We just want to wish everybody a beautiful, happy feast day of St. Joseph. Today, my brothers and sisters, the Church gives us St. Joseph not just as one person of many people to remember throughout Advent, but to remind us of the importance of St. Joseph in each and every person's life. He played such a pivotal role in Jesus' life, and if you and I are one with Jesus, then he must play a pivotal role in our lives. As I prayed and and I talked to St. Joseph this week, I asked St. Joseph, St. Joseph, what is it that you want to teach us? What I noticed about St. Joseph in in this reading, and as I pray with St. Joseph, I realized that those who are devoted to St. Joseph would know this, that there is a a devotion called the seven sorrows and the seven joys of St. Joseph the church looks at the life of St. Joseph and sees the different sorrows that St. Joseph went through and the joy that came from the sorrow. Now, when we look at St. Joseph or when we look at Mary, when we look at the saints, oftentimes we overly spiritualize them to the point where we treat them like they were like robots or something, almost as if they were not human, almost as if we can't really truly relate to them. But if we look at the details of their lives, we'll see that they struggled. They had difficulties. They had trials. They had sorrows, just like you and I. And they, too, had to find God in the midst of the sorrow. Today, St. Joseph wants to be a spiritual guide, a spiritual father to all of us. He wants to be a spiritual director teaching us in our very own lives how to face the sorrows so that we can find God in the sorrow. You and I are called to take Saint Joseph into our home, to allow Saint Joseph to be a spiritual father and a spiritual guide. In no way, shape or form, does that mean that we worship Saint Joseph, that we worship Mary. It means that just like Jesus, we're called to imitate Jesus, we honor St. Joseph, and we take St. Joseph as a spiritual father into our very own lives, just like Jesus did. So do not be afraid to invite St. Joseph to have a devotion and a love and an honor for St. Joseph in your spiritual life. If we look at the life of St. Joseph, we'll see that he was human like us, and if we read the, if, as we read the first gospel, we'll see that St. Joseph definitely had some sorrow. This is actually, this gospel, today's gospel, is actually the very first sorrow of St. Joseph and joy of St. Joseph. When you meditate on the life of St. Joseph, this is the first one, and what is the sorrow that St. Joseph experienced here? He experiences a letdown, a confusion, an uncertainty, a fear. He finds out that the wife that he just took who everybody probably in the city knew to be pure and beautiful and often. all of a sudden, she's pregnant? He's probably so confused because he knows what kind of a woman she is. I don't know if we can really truly say, it's possible, that he would have thought that she would have cheated on him or that she would have been impure. I think St. Joseph may, might have known her a little bit better than that. However, he's confused He's not sure. He doesn't know quite what to do. Because if he does divorce her, and if he puts her out in front of everybody, what's going to happen to her? She's going to get killed by the law. It says for her to be killed. If he doesn't, then he has to lie and say that this is his child. He doesn't want to lie because he knows that this is not his child. So he's confused, and he doesn't know what to do. How many of us, how many of us have been in the same predicament where we're not sure exactly what to do? We want to follow God's will. We want to do what God is asking of us, but we don't have the clarity that we need to follow God's will. We find ourselves stuck in between. If I do this, then this will happen. But if I do this, then this will happen. And we go through all the different scenarios in our minds, as we should. We should discern, we should look deeply at our lives, we should examine, but in the end, we have to wait on God's word. Saint Joseph received God's word, he listened. He could have just listened to that, that, or he could have have just ignored that dream and said, you know what, that was just a dream, no big deal, but no. He knew that that was God's voice, why? because he received clarity and peace with hearing God's voice. If you and I give God the time in the midst of our confusion, in the midst of our uncertainty, if we give God time to speak to us, he will speak. I have no doubt. Every time I ask God for clarity to speak to me, it's not God that's not speaking, it's me that's not listening. God always speaks. God will speak maybe through a homily, you might be, God might be speaking to you right now through this homily. God might be speaking through a friend that you might be speaking to. God might be speaking to you through the Bible itself, the Word of God. If you open up that book, it's like darts, like darts shooting into your heart if you read, if you listen. Peace comes when we listen to God's voice amidst all of the other voices. But we have to take the time. We have to ask God. We've got to ask St. Joseph today to teach us how to listen and how to wait on God's word. Because that's when the clarity comes. That's when we're able to have the strength to be able to do what we need to do. When we hear God tell us, we're able to do it just like St. Joseph. His joy in the midst of this, God's voice. The second sorrow of St. Joseph, by the way, I'm not going to go through all seven of them. You know I could, right? Because I like to talk. <laughs> but I won't do that to you today. The second sorrow of St. Joseph is being able to not, not being able to provide Saint jo- uh, baby Jesus a beautiful place for him to be born. Think about the poverty. Think about the utter poverty of Jesus' birth. Now, as a man... As a father, he probably wanted to provide the best for God, the best for Jesus. You know, he's probably thinking to himself, well, this is the king, and he should be born in, 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 a, in, a, in a castle somewhere. He should be born with, with gold and silver. Instead, where is he born? He's born in a stable with probably manure everywhere. Can you imagine how disgusting that must have smelled? Animals everywhere everywhere dark and cold. And St. Joseph probably would have wanted to take some responsibility for himself, thinking, you know what? I failed. I failed you, God. I tried. I went to the inn. They didn't let me. I don't know where to go. He probably felt so disappointed that he was not able to give God his very best or the very best. Many of us today can put such a pressure on ourselves because we think that we have to be perfect for God, that we have to do everything perfectly, and that God is never really actually delighted in anything that we offer him, that we feel like we're just trying our best, but God is never satisfied. And that, my brothers and sisters, is not from God. That's from the devil. That's not from God. That God actually, he loves the simple that we give him. He loves the basic stuff that we give him. He actually even loves the dirty stuff that we give him. Where is is Joseph's joy in all of this? In being able to not provide and being able to give birth in a stable? His joy is, you know what, Jesus? You're here. And that's all that matters. God is here. He's in the world now. He's in the flesh now. That's all that matters. And so he offers God the simple. And God comes into his mess. God comes into the the mess, the dirtiness of the stable, of the cave. God comes into it. My brothers and sisters, God comes to us in our weakness. God is strongest when we are weakest, when we're at our weakest. And so instead of blaming ourselves and getting angry with ourselves when we are not able to offer God the best, we need to humble ourselves and allow ourselves to be weak so that we allow God's love and his power to enter into our weakness. God is not saying, go fix yourself and then we'll talk. That's the devil. Jesus says, come to me and my love will heal you. So when we're disappointed in ourselves, when we feel like we're not offering God the best, we need to allow Jesus to come into that and not fight it. it takes humility, though. God is there. The third, or actually this is the fourth sorrow of St. Joseph is the prophecy of Simeon. When they go, after eight days of Jesus' birth, they go to circumcise baby Jesus. They're going to offer Jesus to God the Father. And Simeon, Simeon comes and says... To Mary, a sword will pierce your heart. Well, let's, just, let's just think about this for a second. Imagine you were at a baptism. Imagine, God forbid, you're at your child's baptism or your loved one's baptism. And the priest or somebody comes up to you and says, something terrible is going to happen to you and to your child. I don't think there's anything worse than a parent's pain for their child. I really don't think there is. Imagine the sorrow. I think that the sword pierced Mary and Joseph's heart right there and then, before even Jesus died. Just the thought. You know, as a parent, or as a loved one, as a sibling, you want to protect those that you love, and you want to be able, you want to, like, Block everything bad or anything bad from ever happening to the people that you love. You would wish that you, you would go through it before they would go through it. Saint Joseph probably had that that sorrow, like, I want I want to protect you. I want to stop this. And he couldn't. He couldn't. What's Saint Joseph's joy in all of this? In hearing that something terrible is about to happen. What could possibly come from this. St. Joseph listened to the words of Simeon. When Simeon says, this child has come to redeem Israel. He's for the fallen rise of many, and he will save his people. St. Joseph listened. He listened and he trusted and he believed that God would do something even though a sword would pierce his heart and Mary's heart. St. Joseph would have believed. In the words of Simeon, in the words of God, that, that God will do something great even with Jesus' sorrow. God is doing the same with us. No matter how dark and difficult things might get, God is doing something with it. Even though it doesn't feel like it, even though it doesn't look like it, even though we want to be in control of it and we can't, God is doing something very powerful in the darkness in the pain. But we have to continue to trust. We have to continue to hear his word because he has the last. The last sorrow of St. Joseph is losing Jesus with Mary. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, this is like the Son of God. I'm not sure how you lose the Son of God. (laughs) I don't know how they did that, but they did. They were human. St. Joseph and Mary lost Jesus for three days. Like, this just shows us how human Mary and Joseph were. They probably miscommunicated, somebody didn't communicate the right way, and there Jesus went. Can you imagine the pain of not having Jesus? Many of us experience that pain when we feel like we've lost Jesus, I think that when we think about losing Jesus, like, it's not just in this, like, physical manner. The feeling of losing Jesus is, like, feeling like I used to be close to God. I used to listen to God. I used to pray a lot. Now I just don't feel very close to him anymore. Like, the feeling of, like, I don't know how to get get back to you, God. I don't know how to find you, God. Some of us might be praying and fasting and reading, but we still feel far from God. What is St. Joseph's joy? Of course, St. Joseph finds Jesus. How does he find Jesus? Where does he find Jesus? Huh? In the temple, in his father's house. Very good. Today, where do we find Jesus? In the church, in the temple. Exactly. Where in the church and in the temple do we find Jesus exactly? In the Eucharist. There's no closer that we can get to Jesus than in the Eucharist itself. There is no other way to get closest. There's many ways to get close to Jesus. Through his word, through prayer, the Holy Spirit. But it's in the Eucharist. So when we feel like we've abandoned God or God has abandoned us, And we can't quite understand or feel him anymore, we need to run to the Eucharist. We need to sit with the Eucharist. We need to spend time finding Jesus again. It's going to take work, guys, and our whole entire lives, we're called to find God, and the more we find him, the more we want him. The more we look for him, the more we seek him, the more we find him. The more we find him, the more we want of him. And when we want him more and more, when we find him more and more, boy, it is just, there's nothing greater. There's no joy in the world that can trump this joy of finding God. And we will find him if we put the effort. Today, my brothers and sisters, turn to Saint Joseph to ask him to help you in your sorrows to find God the way that he did, to remain with God the way that he did. I wanna challenge us uh, today We do have um, a book called Consecration to St. Joseph. We're selling it for like five bucks. You have to get it for like $15 or $12 on Amazon. We're giving it to you for five, okay? Uh, Great deal. So this book is all about how to grow in relationship with St. Joseph, how to give your life to St. Joseph, to God through St. Joseph. And you'll hear amazing stories of the beautiful saints that had devotion to St. Joseph and the miracles that took place through St. Joseph's intercession. This book has really, truly helped me grow in my devotion to St. Joseph, and I pray that it does for you. I hope and I challenge you to do that. If you don't have something in your house of St. Joseph, today, get something, a statue, a picture, a book. Allow St. Joseph to come into your life to teach you to find God in this sorrow. St. Joseph, head of the church, head of our families, pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.